Well, it is good to be with you all today. And let me just say, you look amazing. Uh, we are so glad that you woke up and decided to come into the house of the Lord to worship today. We pray that your summer is off and running and that you've been uh, making some incredible memories as a family. And that's what the summertime is all about. Uh, as many of you are aware, uh, I am here, but I'm not here. And uh, we are off on sabbatical and enjoying some time away and growing and just um, refocusing. But uh, it is good to join you via technology here uh, today. Uh, We are in a series this summer and you've been challenged with some incredible preachers so far. Have they not been awesome? Uh, We're in this series entitled Live Out Loud. How can we take what we believe and, and, and just be honest, what, what is mainly our thoughts towards who God is and, 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 and what he's all about, but more importantly, how can we begin to live that out? You see, it's not enough just to know things about God, but what we know about God should transform our lives and should propel us to live the life that he's called us to live. And so you've been challenged thus far and will be continually challenged the rest of the summer to put your faith on display, to live it out loud for a world that truly needs to see who God is and what he's all about. Uh, today, I want us to, 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 to look at uh, an area that, that, that I believe is, is, is uh, Im- important. If it wasn't important, we wouldn't look at it, right? But, but, but I want us to look at an attribute of God and, 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 and us understand completely this quality of, of, of who God is, but more importantly, how we can embody that and put it on display. Listen, the reality is that people need to witness the power and the presence of God in your life. And so today, what I want us to do is I want us to look at the love of God. And, and, and I want us to come to an understanding of, of what God's love truly is all about. Because I believe that, that, that one of the things that we need to put on display for the world around us to see is the love of God. People need to witness the power and the presence of God through your life. Are you with me there? Angie and I just finished um, a marriage intensive. Uh, we spent about four days together with some therapists and, and, and people that are just a lot smarter than us. <laughs> and, and, and we spent some time with them and, and just focusing on this word love. Our love for one another as a husband and wife. Listen, if you're married here today, I cannot explain to you enough the, the need for you to carve out time for you and your spouse to, to, to grow together, to, to, to maybe enlist in and find somebody that can help you navigate and understand what, what marriage is all about, but more importantly, how your love for your spouse can flourish and grow. We, we will have been married 34 years, come up on September the 1st. I'm just letting you know that right now in case you want to send flowers uh, or a box of chocolates for me, whatever you want to do there. But it was important to get away so that we could just focus on one another. You see, if we're not careful, even this idea of love that we shared and declared to one another on September the 1st of 19, 
1990, it can be, begin to wane. It, the, the, that, that fiery hot flame that you once had can begin to, to die out. And so it's important that you, you fan that flame. And for us, this, this marriage intensive helped us remember what real love is all about. I, I think when it comes to viewing God's love for us, a lot of us let what our view of humanly love affect too much God's love for us. And, and let's just be honest and real. Some of us, we've, we've not seen great examples of what love is. Maybe we've seen it in our parents growing up and how they loved each other, but then they fell out of love. How do you fall out of love? <clears throat> Or, or, or we've had somebody tell us, you know, hey, I love you, but, but then only to find that they didn't really demonstrate that in a healthy way. And, and, and what happens for us, and I hate those situations if you've been through any of those moments, but what happens is, is we let what we see and how we see love demonstrated through another human being oftentimes affect our view of God's love for us. And I'm not saying that there haven't been some great examples in your personal life and your history up to this point in which you probably have seen, I pray, some healthy examples of love, okay? I hope you've seen that. But the reality is every one of us listening here today can probably recall a time or an instance in which we've also seen love demonstrated in an unhealthy way. And really, it's not love at all. And so today what I want us to do is I want us to journey together and come to an understanding of what the love of God is all about. Because if we can do that, then I believe that as we live out that very truth that I just share with you, as we begin to demonstrate the power and the presence of God in our lives, they will get a clearer view as to what the love of God is all about. Make no mistake about it, guys. This is an important word today. This is an important understanding. We've got to come to have clarity around what God's love is all about. I think if we can, can settle just this very concept today, <clears throat> that your relationships will go the next level. That your friends and your neighbors and your classmates and your teammates and your coworkers, people that are, are looking for answers and they're struggling, if they can somehow begin to see the true picture of God's love demonstrated through our lives, I cannot help but think that that will be a game changer in their life. And oh, by the way, for those of you that are married, I believe today that as we understand a better example of God's love, I believe it's going to take your marriage and your relationship to the next level. Hey, single people in the room today are watching us online. Listen, I believe also that this is the type of love. This is the type of person that if it's God's will for you, you need to look for a person that will demonstrate this. Now, now, now listen, you, you guys know that I'm a pastor and, 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 and we believe in God's word here at 1910 Church. Come on, somebody. Have you read your Bible this week? Be honest. Have you gotten in the word of God? I want us to read, I want to read several scriptures, kind of rapid fire style for you right now that, that, that are going to help us understand the nature of God's love, what it's all about. 
In Jeremiah chapter 31, verse three, he says, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love, with unfailing love. Underline that word unfailing. With unfailing love, I've drawn you to myself. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 8, we, we read these words. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from who? Come on, love comes from God. And anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But look what verse 8 says. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Hey, listen, if you're new to this thing called church, or if you, if you are here today and you, this is, you're really on a starting point of trying to understand who God is, here's, listen, if you don't hear another word today, I want you to remember those last three words I just shared. God is love. So in my search for finding true love, I'm going to look to the one who embodies it, to, to the one who that is what he's known for. He's known by that. God is love. You better be clapping your hands right now. Look what it says in first John chapter four, verse 10, just a couple of verses down. This is real love. Okay. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Ephesians chapter three, verses 18 and 19 said, and may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, <laughs> how long, how high, how deep is his love. And it goes on to say, may you experience this love of Christ, though it's too great for us to fully understand, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And I love what David writes in Psalm chapter 108, verse four, David, a, a man who had ups and downs in his life. Anybody relate to that? Come on, there's some good days, you know, that you're, you're doing the right thing or that you're walking in intimacy with the father. But then there's another day in which you will, wow, man, I really missed it today. <laughs> Whoa, lots of blunders and missteps and mistakes, right? We're all there. But, but I love how David would write, even in this roller coaster of life, he would say, your unfailing love is higher than the heavens. And look what he says, your faithfulness, God, reaches to the clouds. And I'm praying that as you look at God's word, and, 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 and by the way, this concept of love just permeates the Bible from cover to cover. In fact, somebody has once said that, 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 that really the Bible is God's love letter to us. It's the story of, of people that, 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 that fall and make mistakes only to find a loving God reach down and pick them up. L listen, I, I hope that you understand something today. God is not only love, but God loves you. <laughs> uh, just a little uh, uh, merchandise plug. I don't know if you've ever visited our restore area here, but, but we, we have these shirts that we've had for years around and it says, Jesus loves you. And you would be amazed by 
just those three words, how transforming that can be in someone's life. And maybe it's just for you today to know that God is love and he loves you. Come on, you need to push the delete button in your mind right now that God's mad at you, he's ticked off, he's torqued off, and he's done with you. You need to push the delete button. That's what the devil wants you to think. That you're too bad, you're too far gone, you've, you, you'll, you'll never measure up, and, and he wants you to think that you are unlovable. In fact, for some of you, maybe not just the devil has planted that thought in your mind, but maybe people have also communicated that same message. People, man, you know, just as God uses people in our lives, the devil does too sometimes. And for some of us, maybe we, we can recall, a, again, a, 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 in our history, a, an example in which we saw love abused and misused and misrepresented. And somehow we just continue to carry that. Listen, God loves you and he has an incredible plan for your life. And he wants you to step into this love. So I wanna share with you, if I can, today, some things that we read in scripture. And, and, and these verses that we looked at, guys, they're not all encompassing about God's love. In fact, maybe for someone listening today, this might just kind of serve as a little assignment. I know it's summertime and we're at the beach and the pool and we're barbecuing and we're, we're watching all sorts of sporting events and things like that. But, but maybe for some of us, maybe this might be a topic that you could begin to pursue to really wrap your arms around, your mind around, just the depth of God's love and what it's all about. But I wanna share with you just a few things today. If you guys will allow me, is that okay? Can, can, can the preacher just preach a little bit today? I, I wanna share with you some things that we find in scripture that I believe are gonna give us a, just a great starting point in understanding God's love. The first thing you need to understand is that God's love is endless. It's endless. If something is endless, that means it never runs out. I remember when I was a little boy growing up, there was a, uh, um, uh, a soda pop, soda water, uh, uh, a drink that you could buy in a glass bottle. Y'all remember when, when sodas came in glass bottles back in the day? Yeah, and you remember, I mean, you take those back and get money in return. Yeah, I remember. Anyway, there was a drink called Rondo. Rondo's not a basketball player. He used to play for the Boston Celtics. No, but Rondo was a drink. And here was Rondo's slogan. It, was, it, 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 it showed a picture of a, of a dude, a manly man, sweaty, dirty after a long day's work. And it shows this man guzzling out of a glass bottle with water droplets dripping off of it because it's cold. This thing of Rondo. And Rondo's slogan was something like this. It, it, was, it was something that you'll, you'll never thirst again. It quenches your thirst forever. Well, as a little boy, I wanted to be like the dude that I saw in the commercial. I wanted to be a dude, wanted to grow a gnarly mustache one day and, and be a man's man, right? But, but I thought, man, if I just drank that drink, surely that's going to satisfy me forever. The problem was it tasted good and kind of had a burning, tingling sensation as it went down. But the reality is that Rondo did not truly satisfy my thirst. And eventually that, that thirst quenching ability that it contained, it ran out. Here's what I want you to understand about God's love. 
Because so many people in our culture, maybe even you listening here today, we are pursuing things that we think are going to satisfy us forever. I take a pill and it's going to be a one work wonder and cure me forever. Or if I just read this book, this is what's going to, if I attended this, if I model model my life after this human, listen, and we're in the pursuit of trying to find something that will satisfy us forever. But the reality is all the things that the world offers us, all the pursuits, they eventually end. They eventually run out with exception of the very thing we're talking about today. God's love. You see, it's endless. You see, God's love is eternal. That means that it goes on and on forever. And I want you to know today, you were created to experience that eternal love. This is a love that that is not just in it between a husband and wife for for 25 years and then they're out or or it's gonna end when the kids leave high school and, and go off. And then, no, no, this is a love that is eternal. You need to understand that it's endless. And it's the very love that every one of us listening were created to enjoy. And check this out. For those of you that are in Christ, for those of you that have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, listen, God's love for you will never end. For those of you that have never called upon the Lord and are saved, though, you need to understand something. It could end for you. Now, that's not God's intention. You see, God's intention is that we live with him forever and experience his presence. And this, but this eternal love is only available for those who receive it, who allow God to give it to them. Have you said yes to Jesus? Have you given your life to Christ? Come on, I don't want you to ever, I, I, I don't want you to experience life without God's love. He's got it for you right now while you're here. But you need to understand that his love is endless and it never runs out. I think also you need to understand that God's love is reliable. it's, It's reliable. That means it never lets you down. Hey, do you go through lots of batteries at your house? Do, do, do you have things that, that require, you know, a, a double A or triple A, or maybe you've even got some devices or things that require the D or the C or whatever? Listen, I, there, there's this constant pursuit for us in, in finding the right battery, the one that's going to last the longest and, and the one that is the most reliable. I remember a couple of years back in Snowmageddon. Y'all remember when it snowed here in the hill country? And I like shut everything down for several days. Some of us lost power for extended amounts of time. Um, we, we, we have a, a, a gas fireplace in our home. And, and, and I did something I think was pretty smart um, when we built our home is I put a, a, a switch in that, like a light switch, that you just push it up and it activates this gas fireplace. I wanted my family to be able to enjoy a fire whenever they wanted to just flip the switch. The struggle is though that it has to have a battery pack inside the fireplace that takes these two D-sized batteries. Uh, and, 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 and I remember going to, to light it up one day and, and I just hear this hissing sound. The, it's, it's trying to click and ignite, but it just wouldn't. You know why? Because the batteries were dead. And 
I thought, man, I just replaced those, but they were not quite reliable enough. A constant search for the right, reliable, ready-to-use, on-demand battery. Here's what I want you to understand about God's love. It's reliable, meaning that it will never let you down. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3, the love chapter, you ought to read it because it describes what love is. But in verse 3 of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, love never fails. A battery in a fireplace may run out and and, and be depleted of its juice, right? Uh, a, A friendship with another human being, a relationship that you shared that started out so strong, something might just possibly happen in that relationship. And what you thought was gonna be constant and steadfast and reliable, hey, it would never fail. It just might shift for whatever reason. Lack of communication, a poor decision, or just moving in distance, what have you, right? Reliable. Listen, you don't ever have to question. I told you God's love is endless, but you also need to understand that it's reliable. It will never let you down. Now, we may let him down. Anybody ever made a poor decision? But you need to understand something. God is not like us in relation to his love towards us. It's reliable and it'll never fail. It'll always be there for you. Even when you're not seeking it, even when you're not pursuing him, even when you're not doing those things, God's love is reliable. I also want you to know that God's love is constant. It's constant, meaning that it's always with you. There've been those times in my life in which I've not been walking with God. Can anybody else relate to that? Please help me out. (laughs) Come on, get your hands up, right? There've been those times in which I've not always walked with God. Many of us can probably recall many, many of those moments during our high school years and and I want to hear about those. That's why we're going to have a confession time. And then I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. But even in those moments in which we're not walking with God, you need to understand something about God's love for us. Even when I'm not pursuing him, he's still pursuing me. And he's always with me. It's constant. God's love is not dependent on whether or not I'm pursuing him. I read a scripture that says God is love. Listen, God doesn't just flip a switch and flip it off. No, he's, it's constant. Even today, if you're not pursuing God, even if you've never pursued God, I'm telling you, you today can, can allow him to come in and take over. And you need to know that when God lavishes his love on somebody, It's constant. I think it's in the book of Ecclesiastes. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. We used to sing a song that says, his mercies never come to an end, right? They're new every morning, new every morning. And the song says, great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. 
God's love is constant. And then the last thing I would want you to understand is that God's love is pure. It's pure. Listen, God is love. He just loves you. There are no ulterior motives when it comes to God's love. Now, this is hard for us because we live in a world where love demonstrated or love shown towards us oftentimes has an ulterior motive. You do something good for me, then I'll do something good for you. Or you demonstrate love for me, I'll demonstrate it to you. Hey, you demonstrate acceptance, then I'll accept you, right? It's, these, it's dependent on what we do. Listen, God's love for you, there are no ulterior motives. He just loves. He's madly in love with you. It's pure. You need to know it's perfect. It is the greatest model. It is the most pure perfect love that you will ever experience in your life. And here's what you also need to understand. God's love is seeking the best for you. Yeah, he's seeking the best for you. God wants the very best for your life. He's, he's laid it out for us within his word. He describes the life that he wants us to live. And when we live and do the things that he's called and we're walking in relationship with him. Hey, think about a marriage that you're in or a relationship that you share with someone. We say, man, the love is great. Listen, you know that as you walk with that individual and as you spend time with that individual, as you do those things together that, you know, please and, 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 and delight each other. Listen, there's, there's beauty there. And it's the best. And it's right. And it's the same with God's love for us. He's seeking the very best for your life. Listen, the calamity or the shortcomings or the struggles that you're going through or that you will go through, and we all will have those. Jesus says in this world, you will have trouble. We are not immune, any one of us, from troubles and difficulties. But he wants the very best for you. He just wants you to, to enjoy the life that he's created you for. He wants you to be successful. God's love is pure. So that's why I've wanted to preach on that today. I, I want you to wrap your mind. Wh which one of these hits hardest for you? Which one of these ideas of, of, of love that we look at in God's word, which one of those is, is maybe the most difficult for you to accept? Or maybe, let's just be the most difficult for you to demonstrate. Maybe another question is, what will you do in response to hearing what God's love is all about? In the book of Ephesians chapter five, we read this verse in two says, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and he offered himself as a sacrifice for us. And it was a pleasing aroma to God. You see church, God's desire for us is that we live a life of love. And so here's my question for us today, kind of the challenge for the week, is how can you show the love of God to someone this week? What will you do? How can you show the love of God? 
How can we show this type of forgiving, grace-filled love that we've been the recipients of? Hey, how can we demonstrate to someone love that has no ulterior motives? How can we demonstrate to someone this week love that is pure? How can we be compassionate? Understanding and knowing how God loves us and that we want to please him and we want to be like him. How can we put the love of God on display this week? Is it maybe for you just being a little bit more patient with someone? Woo! You see, I started with that one because that's the one I need the most work on, <laughs> right? Maybe for some of you, it's just listening to someone more intently. Is there someone maybe you should pray for? Hey, what about a word of encouragement you might offer to someone? Hey, hey what about maybe you show the love of God by by opening up your home and showing hospitality. Do you know your neighbors? Have they ever been in your home? Maybe it's just showing some hospitality to someone. Hey, what about serving someone? Maybe it's befriending someone. Is there somebody that you know that just seems all alone and, and maybe you could just step in and demonstrate the love of God by being their friend? Let me just remind you of something. Jesus was known as someone who was a friend of sinners. Hey, do you just hang out with church people all the time? Or have you developed a relationship with someone who needs to experience God's love for the very first time? Hey, for some of you, maybe this week, maybe there's a burden of someone that you know that, hey, you need to share that burden with them. Hey, maybe there's somebody you need to offer forgiveness to. Hey, what about maybe cooking a meal for someone that's in a difficult situation? They're sick or there's been a hospital stay or maybe just somebody that's all alone and, you know, just could use a conversation. That provide a ride. Hey, you don't need an Uber or Lyft label on your vehicle. Maybe you can just provide a ride for someone. See somebody on the side of the road picking them up. Be careful there, but I just, you know what I'm saying. Just helping somebody in a time of need. Or, or what about maybe we just show the love of God this week by not bad-mouthing somebody? Oof. Here's what I want to encourage you with today as we wrap this up. God is love. And we've understood more of what he's all about. Can we somehow demonstrate that to a world around us? Hey, make no mistake about it. God is looking to us to demonstrate his power. Our world needs to see the very presence of God. In church, heaven is looking at us to be the examples here on earth. I'm praying for you this week. And I'm praying that you would experience the love of God at a deep